Coming up on TMS, we both lost the bet, so we had to have sex. Always eat your soap with a spoon. Gidget doesn't do cocaine. She just likes the way it smells. Yeah, you just make the sound FedEx. You can have nope. Has the curb been sanitized? Tom Hanks didn't work for Bing. Never slept better than with a ball gag. Uh, Comparing apples to OJ. Australian betting is sexy. Clean your personal garbage truck. Ten feet of parch, porch parties see it's hard to say that one colorful sloth tomato soap is best therapy thursdays and more on this episode of the morning stream you're right to dance in such a fashion because i'll show you how to make videos that will make you rich and me richer and me richest what are you doing here (laughs) i get an alert whenever anyone's getting rich if you take after your father it can only mean you're stupid I'm bleeding to death. Humor me. This is the morning stream. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It is Thursday, April 30th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson. He's Brian Nibbett. Hi, morning. Hi, morning, Brian. How are you? Hi, morning, Scott. (laughs) The morning, Scott. You're my morning, Brian, because I have other Brians, and so I have to keep the Brians, you know. So, uh, Brian Dunaway is your afternoon, Brian. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yep. Sometimes weekend, Brian. Night and evening, Brian. I guess you're both my weekend, Brian's. So that doesn't really work. Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. We're back to Bibby then. It's going to be Bibby from now on. Just got to use Bibby from now on. That's (laughs) a permanent, uh, permanent change. Yep. That's the rule. Uh, Anyway, it's good to be here. Thank you for being here. Last day of the month. We hope. We hope your April was as dumb as ours. <laughs> we know your April was as dumb as ours. Yeah, April was dumb. The whole dumb. world's April was as dumb as ours. April was pretty dumb, but uh, here's yeah. hoping May is less dumb, and yeah, uh, sure. we'll do our best to be a part of that. Uh, today is, though, my daughter's birthday, uh, Carter. Oh, cool. Yeah, 23 years old, old enough to uh, not quite get insurance on a car, or no, not quite rent a car, but old enough right. to do whatever else you can do when you're 23, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's uh she's killing it and i'm really proud of her and uh also she's going a little stir crazy and today after the show oh i shouldn't is she on here she's not on here is she is she in the chat today uh, i hope not doesn't doesn't appear to be because uh Cause i don't want to blow the surprise don't say anything if she comes on you guys but uh no she's not i just typed m-i-s-s tab and uh it did not uh auto complete all right nice i'm going to go uh kim and i are gonna after the show today and everything's sewn up and posted i'm gonna we're going to drive over there and do a curbside uh, birthday delivery of some a things. A drive-by fruiting? Yeah, a <laughs> drive-by fruiting. And uh, probably sit on that curb and have lunch 10 feet apart. So, Aw, nice. we got to do something like that. So we're going to do that yeah. today. And I'm excited because she's great. How, and, uh, how do you know that curb has been sanitized, exa- Scott? Exactly. And don't tell her this either. Okay, I'm just, you guys are all in my confidence here, okay? So don't blab yeah. this to her online or anywhere a else. Lot of a lot of a lot of people. Right, I agree. <laughs> but I'm going to trust them this one time. Her sister, Taylor, is uh, set up, uh, cleared out one of her Animal Crossing rooms, just mm-hmm. gutted it. And has redecorated the whole thing and giant birthday stuff. So there's a cake in the middle. There's like decorations on the side. There's all this. And tonight, she's going to invite Carter over to her town. And then she's going to go to her town and be surprised because when she goes into the house, she oh, yeah, I want you to see what I did to the room in my house. You're going to go in the house and going to walk in and have a virtual, you know. Totally Carterized. Yeah. <laughs> So that's kind of cool. And uh, uh, speaking speaking of Animal Crossing, by the way, just a little quick reminder for folks: last day of the month. So this is the month 
to put as many bells as you've got all your bells into uh the bank because interest oh. is calculated overnight tonight right so it's the only the only day that you really want to load up your your bank and then uh because tomorrow you'll wake up with 0.05 percent more bells oh i was gonna ask is that the new percentage Cap- yeah capped off at uh 9999 bells i think yeah, so yeah it's still a lot i mean hey you know i only have i think i've I just paid Actually, off of the house thing, so I probably only have like 200,000 bells or something. So it's not going to be great, mm-hmm. but it'll be okay. Hey, free money, whatever, free bells. Yeah. Also, I got my yeah. I got my second level, so I'm waiting to pay them so I can get my basement. Right. I don't have that's where I'm at. I have the upstairs and I don't have the basement yet. Um yeah. and that's all there is, right? The basement and then you got your house, you're done. I think, I think so. Right? Is that is that and then you're then you're never beholden to Tom Nook again? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Not in the house way. Maybe there are other ways that we don't know about yet. But, <laughs> Probably, yes, exactly. But we're going to pay to see. I'm trying to think. Would you Come like in. me to send some uh, some ladies over to your house this <laughs> afternoon? How about some ladies? Yeah. Some company? Would you like some company? By the way, that upper floor is huge. It's enormous. It is. Yeah. yeah. Right now, I don't know that's what my, to do with That's it. my podcasting and music studio is yeah. upstairs. I want to do something cool up there, but I don't know what yet. Um, but anyway, the next jump is what? Like 2.8 million or whatever this stupid amount is. So Ugh. we got to do Jeez. that. But... uh yeah, also, the, there's fish and bugs leaving today, tonight. Uh, oh, are, right, yeah. Today's your last day for tarantulas till yep. uh, the fall or, or whatever. Then it yep. switches over to scorpions, yeah. Yeah, it's, I cannot wait for scorpions because they rock Cause me they like rock a hurricane. Like yeah. a hurricane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that'll be a thing. And then uh, we're – so just know that. If you haven't caught the stuff you need for your museum, you may want to go on a binge tonight and get all that done before, uh, before tomorrow. There's your daily information about. Yeah, I don't crossing. need that much work. We're we're better than Isabel though. At least, you know, we're telling you this stuff. Isabel said nothing about it. No, she just gets up and goes, "Good morning. It's such and such day. Nothing really going right. on today, but I did watch TV last night. Boy, that comedian was funny. Anyway, get out there and do your thing." She's like, well, "Exactly worst. right." She should be saying, "Make sure you dump all your bells into the savings account tonight." <laughs> yeah, she's a bad comptroller. Whatever it is, her she job is. is. Yes. Yeah. She needs Cru- to- Julie Julie Cruz director is what she is. <laughs> she needs to lay off the morning bloody marys. The morning and focus. Hooch, right? Yeah. Yep. Focus on your job. Isabel, get it bell cuz her last name's Bell, or, so bells. Yeah. Or have a picture of those uh bloody marys that I can partake in when I come visit. There you, there you have it. Drinking. Oh, I love it. Wouldn't it be great if you had like uh, drinking in Animal Crossing and stuff got all warped and fuzzy like it does in WoW when you have the brew of the month? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That'd go over real well for an E for everyone rated game. <laughs> we might have to, might have to change its uh, rating. Yeah. yeah. Although that art but, dealer is a little shyster and is doing stuff that's like straight up like unethical and, un- and illegal. So yeah. if we can have yeah. that little aspect in there. Well, he doesn't know. He gets it from his vendor who, uh, oh, he knows. you know, claims it's real. You think he knows? I think he knows. He's shy. He's shady, man, that guy. Does he just show up once a week? Is that his deal? I think he's weekly, yeah. Same as the yeah. uh, plant dude. The little, uh, I don't even know what that creature is. Like a little monkey, tree monkey? He's a lemur. I think he's a lemur. Lemur, okay. I kind of like the look the, of him. He's got the, like, the robin. Uh... Yeah, those those are cool. I want a They're real cool. live one of those that doesn't poo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I want one. Give me any. Yeah. You know what? I'll take any monkey, chimpanzee, ape of any kind. I will have it in my house yeah. if it doesn't. Poo. He's a sloth. Okay. Oh, he's a sloth. Okay. He's a sloth. Yeah, that makes sense. He's a very colorful sloth, though. He he's, is. He's got the colors. He's also he moves a lot. Well, I guess he doesn't move. He just sits there in your your town square. Yeah. And hangs out. He must have taken yeah. all night to set up that shop before he got there. 
because he's slow. Uh, <laughs> hey, I got a we got a quick correction here from a listener talking about J.K. Rowling. Is it Rowling or Rowling? Rowling. Rowling. J.K. Rowling. Yep. Because the joke is, uh, how does Harry Potter get around? I don't know. Walking. J.K. Rowling. You're Rowling. Oh, I thought it was a different thing. I thought it was a different joke. It was the J.K. It part might be. Right. Wait. Hold on. How do you say? Oh, no, you say, how do you say her last name? Oh, yeah, this is how I've heard it. Say, how do you say her last name? Rowling, JK Rowling. <laughs> or something like that. I can't remember. Okay. Is that yeah, that's probably good, too. Anyway, yes. KK Slider's sister, JK Rowling. She says this. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is actually, this is from Stuart Happy Haggis Headley. Sent this in. Mm, Happy Haggis Headley. Yep. He's from the UK and says this to me. I hate people that correct people, but. And then he goes on to correct me. He says, hey there, Albanach, uh, Scott in Irish Gaelic. That's my name in Irish Gaelic, it's more I guess. Like an, uh, he says it's more of a uh, CH sound, not like cheese, but more like a throaty, angry cat hiss noise. Albanach. Oh, Albanach. Albanach. Get your, get your arse out of the cellar. You've been drinking all our beer. Albanach. <laughs> anyway, he says this. Uh, and Brian, uh, that's Brian in Gaelic, by the way. Yeah, uh, you love that. Yeah, yeah. it's pronounced Brian. Yeah, Thank you. Brian. Thank you very much. He says, I've been listening back to old TMS episodes, and there is an impression that you, Scott, do not bother me, or sorry, uh, do that didn't bother me the first couple of times. I thought about, or I thought someone else may have brought this up to your attention, but alas, no joy. Uh, this said impression was unleashed again in further episodes, so I have taken it upon myself to bring this issue to your attention. Uh, when you do your impression of J.K. Rowling, you put on a plumpy conservative English accent. She is, in fact, Scottish. A plumpy conservative sounding Scot. Pl plummy. Plummy, not plumpy. What did I say? Plumpy? You keep oh, you're plumpy. right. Plum, plummy. plummy. Sorry. Plummy. Well, what does plummy mean? How many plummies? You either take plummies or take, leave plummies. Take no plum plummies. <laughs> Never heard of that before, but all right. Um, uh, what is it? What does it mean? Uh, upper class British. Okay. Plumber. Plumber. Uh, plumber, yes. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I thought that was always Quite. posh. Is it Quite, posh? Yes. I thought they say posh, not posh. Like they posh? do say posh too. Okay. So quite posh, yes. Yes, posh mm. bias, yes. Anyway, he mm. says, I uh, hope you take this uh, that as jape and not criticism. Jape, uh, yes, uh, quite, quite. <laughs> yes. Jape is a very upper class thing to say. Yeah. He says, remember, always eat your soap with a spoon. Soup, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are bad today always eat your soup with a spoon and do your homework in the dark name that movie it comes from can we do that do you know the movie i don't know the movie um, eat your soup with a spoon and do your homework in the dark it's like one of those uh like a like some sort of comedian hipster says that right before he closes a broadcast or something or yeah it says it's a movie uh, though let's think here uh good just... morning vietnam no no it's like he's talking about rebelling against society what okay. is it? Well, he wrote it in here, but I didn't look yet. So now I'm going to look. See oh, if the chat he? knows. Yeah, chat know? Anybody you guys know? Oh, okay. Yeah, I looked. All, All right. right. Now I'll look. Okay. it's Oh, pump up the volume. I never saw it. Mm -hmm. so. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I never saw oh, it. Oh, wow. It's like it's like the uh, the pre-podcasting podcaster. Mm -hmm. He's a pirate radio guy, which right? Is, oh, which explains why he's Happy Haggis Headley, because it was... Uh, the character in the movie was Happy Harry Hardon. So. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and you need to you do need to see that actually. As far as uh, as far as 
Christian Slater movies go. It's it's one of the good ones. Is that a it's a Tarantino written joint, right? He wrote no. it. I thought he no. wrote it. No, I had nothing to do with that. What no. am I thinking of? Tarantino wrote a movie. He wrote uh, Natural Born Killers. Yeah, I think he wrote this though. He wrote uh, True Romance. I don't think he wrote Pump Up the Volume because it's very. It is. Uh, hmm. Hold on. It is so very not. What am I thinking Tarantino-ish. of? Tarantino-ish. I don't know. Um. Okay. It says here. Screenplay by Alan Moyle. Right. <gasps> Alan Moyle. Uh, what am I thinking of? I don't oh, know. Oh, True Romance, the other one with him in it. The other, the other yeah. movie with. Uh, yeah, didn't I? Did I not say that? No, I, I thought I said that after I said Natural Born Killers. Oh, I, I thought you said Natural Born Killers, and I didn't hear the other one. Red light on the uh, on the. <laughs> well, all right. On air light, yeah. I don't know why I thought that. All right, well, I'll, maybe I'll see the pump out the wrong. You should see it. Has nothing to do with uh, drug dealers and people getting shot and killed. It has to do with a. Uh, a guy who starts a podcast in his basement before people had podcasts in their basement. They were just, they were called pirate radio then, right? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You broadcast it like a mile away from your house. And, that's as good and as the only do. album I own is Everybody Knows by Leonard Cohen. So I'm just going to keep playing it over and over again. Great. Perfect. Greetings oh. and salutations. <laughs> this is my Jack Nicholson impersonation that I'll use for the first eight movies of my career. Yeah, pretty much. Isn't he, yeah. um, he's like a shock jock in this kind of. Right, like a. He's a. Like a, you know. He's a tell it like it is, uh, high school, uh, pirate radio guy. Okay. Oh, he's high school. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's high school. Okay. All right. I have conflated. You know what? The mm-hmm. other movie I mix up with these two is. I always think that. What's the Idaho one? Uh, My own private Idaho. I think so. I think I mix that in with these other two movies all the time, and now there's just a three movie combo that is not correct, no matter which way I look yeah. at it. Yeah, I've never seen yeah. my own private Idaho, but I believe that takes uh, takes a totally different turn as far as the characters in there. Yeah, like, it's not a uh, never saw that either. But for me, those are all yeah. the same three movies, and I don't know why. I don't know why I lumped them okay. together. All it's right. like an early '90s yeah. thing. That third movie or the Idaho movie is uh, Keanu Reeves and mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, maybe or something like that. Uh, no, it's the guy who was in a private, uh, what's his face, in Full Metal Jacket. Um, oh. Uh, not private, but not Butterball, but the other know, one. The guy who goes crazy. D'Onofrio, Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio, and, uh, right, right, right. Keanu, or River Phoenix. Oh, or River Keanu Phoenix. Reeves and River Phoenix. Maybe I'm confusing now. <laughs> Isn't there a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> is it Vincent D'Onofrio in there as well, or am I thinking of something else? I don't know now. See, this is that. This is the three. This this trinity of films has messed with me. Yeah, apparently so. Pumba, that's what's going on. Well, now you can now you can not watch Pump Up the Volume after you don't watch uh, Parasite. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I need to get. I, why don't I just watch that? Maybe tonight. Why I'll don't you that. just watch that? I might watch it tonight. There know. you go. It's been busy. All right. Hey. Yeah. Uh, look at this. We got uh, we got to get our good pal in here. Uh, hold on. Okay. Her name's uh, Gidget, and I have her coming in hot. Here we go. Although she shows us offline, which oh, I was supposed to give her a heads up. Heads up. <laughs> yeah, here comes that heads up. Feeling Feeling Minnesota is the one with uh, Keanu Reeves and Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, so, completely okay. different state. Yeah, uh, so the Idaho and Minnesota thing is where you got confused. See, that's this is great. I, that's where I was. That's where I was doing my my merge. I like this kind of stuff. All right, I'm gonna play this now. Trivial thing. Hey, look who it is. It's old. It's, I almost said it's old Gidget. That's not what I meant to say. 
It's Gidget, who is our age, roughly a little younger. And, it's Youthful uh, Gidget. Yes. <laughs> it's Youthful hi. Gidget. She's here to join us and hang out and uh, give us some trivia today. Gidget, hi. Welcome. How are you? Hi. Everything's working. We've, we've worked out a system now. Yeah. So he's in, he's in the other room doing everything remote. Oh, good. Wow. So he's like a producer. Uh, can you like push a button on your console that says... Uh, could I get some more levels in my monitor, please? Yeah, can you yeah. do that? Yeah. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, nice. exactly. So, nice. Um, um, first of all, happy birthday to your daughter. Oh, Scott. thank you. It's very sweet of you to say. Massive happy birthday. So, she's 23. So, what's the – so, the driving age in America is what? Six, 18, 16. but the drinking age is 21? No, no, no. 16 for driving. Uh, maybe That's some – some Utah. Eight, 18 here in Colorado now. Oh, really? When did that change? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was everywhere. 16 was always the, I mean, that's when I got my license was on a 16. But. Yeah, I did anyway. too, but they changed it in Colorado, I believe, to 18. Did not know oh, that. A full license, 17. Sorry, 17 Colorado. Okay, interesting. What about uh, drinking? Uh, 21. Drinking still 21, yeah. I that's, think that's, that's across that's the board, right? That's everything. I think that's across the board. That might be, so you've, got be... To, you've, you've got to love Australia because Australia, to get your full driver's license, and to start drinking, is exactly the same age. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so if that's really good timing to start driving and being able to drink alcohol. Why did they do that? That seems crazy to me that they were like, hey, you know what we ought to do? Let's coincide when someone gets <laughs> behind a wheel and they can go and binge themselves on on yeah. beer. Yeah, full license for Utah, by the way, is also 17. Oh, it is? Restricted license, um, 16. Learner's permit, 15. When did that happen? Uh, it, oh, in uh, Alaska. Yeah. In Iowa, Kansas, and Alaska, you can get your learner's permit at 14, and that feels too young. Yeah, Indiana <laughs> North as well. Dakota 14, South Dakota 14. Yeah, Indiana, I think, I think is also 14. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can legally smoke pot where you are, right, Brian? Uh, where Brian is, yeah. Uh, I can. Not everybody yeah, can. And Vegas, <laughs> I think. Yeah, Vegas, Not you that can. I've researched this. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, we've got a few states that, uh, that have it. Um, that have recreational legalized, but it's not. That's also not across the country either. Oh, not even close. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not even within. Is... It's not even within Cooey here in Australia. Yeah. Like it's not. It's not even close. Uh, no states. I mean, Australia sort of run as one country rather than individual states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, each each state have sort of got a little bit of their own thing, but it's mostly regarding laws. One one country. But um, yeah, I, I look. I you know, I, obviously I was there for uh, TMS uh, Vegas mm. uh, last year, yeah. and I spoke to a, a a girl at the bar that had been working there for for ages. She lived in Vegas, and she actually said because they've legalized it, which freaked me out. Mm. She said there's actually been less cases of problems regarding mm. pot, you know, because it's kind of yeah. taken the the excitement out of the it. Stigma, it's not yeah, illegal anymore. Right, yeah. the taboo yeah. being gone, right? Yeah. Forbidden, ooh, forbidden pleasures. Don't you guys? Yeah. You guys just smoke the flesh of a of a dying kangaroo or something weird down there, right? That's you don't right. even yes. don't even bother uh, with the weed. Look, if, you, if, you're, dung, if you're a cocaine dealer, we smoke. Uh, <laughs> we fill our pipes with wallaby dung, <laughs> Vegemite. <laughs> if you, honestly, if you're a drug dealer, especially like cocaine and stuff, if you can get it into Australia, you'll make more money than you can any other country in the world. Wow! Because yeah. It's 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 super. I've heard it's super expensive here, yeah. like more than anywhere else in the world. Um, and, and can I say I loved Cats the movie? Oh, did oh, you? Okay, okay, but you no. liked it because 
<laughs> if you liked it Not at all, it's because it's, it, it, it's probably it terrible was... is why you liked it if you liked it at all. No, right, right. I didn't. Like, I you didn't liked like, it ironically? You know what? I didn't like the stage play. Um, I'm not a big Andrew Lloyd Webber fan. I'll tell that straight out of the gate. I, I think musicals should have quite a number of songs that are very memorable in them, and I mm-hmm. find his musicals have one or two mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. But, yeah, the movie was just dreadful, and my partner and I dared each other to get through to the end of it. And it both of us <laughs> tried to leave at one time, and then we both lost the bet, so we had to have sex. Um, Whoa. So- <laughs> wow. All right, there you have it. They do they do wages differently in Australia <laughs> yeah, than they, they do. do here. They do. We're doing that for film sag at some point. I'm I'm committed. Really? Oh, oh my god, to, yeah, do it. Who am do I gonna it. have to bugger out of the film sack group? Uh, Randy. You oh, Randy. you mean we're gonna watch cats. I yeah. thought we were gonna have a wager where we no, have to No, 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 no. Who am I gonna have to bugger? Do that too. I can't believe do that too. Brian just said, Who do I have to bugger? <laughs> Oh, my Lord. All right. Hey, let's get to the trivia here. Uh, we're going to have some fun with some film trivia from Gidget. Uh, okay. She always brings the yeah. brings the pain, so I'm ready to see how we do. I don't know what our – does anyone know what our running total is? Like who's ahead or behind or tied or do we know? I, don't I know. think uh, I might be one game ahead. Okay. I, that sounds right. But not if, I, if, I'm, if I'm anything, it's just one game ahead. All right. Uh, let's do it then. Today's my day. I'm going to shine. Uh, Gidget. All right, good. All right. I'm All hiding, right, because... hiding the chat right now. Same. Okay. I don't watch the chat. Yep. Hi, Tadpool, by the way. Hi. Hi. By the way, Carter's in the Tadpool now. I see that. I hope she just I got here. I love all the guys in the Tadpool. They're awesome. Um, she... Oh, how long have you been there, Carter? Yeah, I hope you just got here because I said things earlier that I don't want her to know about. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. Go ahead. Lay it on us. Okay, so I've gone rogue. Okay. I've gone rogue. I haven't stuck to the 80s. Um, basically, this is just a general movie quiz over all periods. Okay. 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 So, all, right. all right. So, who wants to go first? Uh, since Brian's ahead, I'll go first. <laughs> cool. Fair enough. Let's do that. <laughs> Big mistake, Scott. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that already. Great. All right, good. Great. All right. Uh, what three films make up what is known as the Three Flavors Cornetto Trilogy. Oh. Um, oh, I know this. Mm-hmm. Um, you do. Do I? Yeah, you do. I, t- I tested all these on Colonel and he didn't get this. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I want to live with someone. I always screw up. I screw up the name of the third movie, but I for sure have the first two locked down. Okay, I... There's so many trilogies of movies by different directors, and I don't want to screw mm-hmm. this up. It's not Tarantino stuff. Cornetto? There's three, three iconic mm-hmm. movies made mm-hmm. from this British director. Oh, I know what it is. Okay. The three go. flavors of British, Cornetto trilogy. British was the giveaway there. Yeah. So you got <laughs> your, I'm going to uh, help you both. You got your lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Yeah, you should say that. You should say all those, Scott. Yeah. yeah. Keep saying that. Okay. Keep going down that road. Uh, yeah. Is that the wrong yeah, road? Yeah. Is that what you're so- telling me? Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, I don't know. At what point do you tell him he's wrong and let me have a go? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not getting it, so Brian, go for it. Yes, go. It's the, uh, the Simon Pegg. Uh, oh, Frost, shit! Uh, uh, so, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. and is it called The End of the World? Is Ooh. the third one? Or the, the bar? You're going to have to get that room? right. What is yeah, it? What's the, the third one? Um, Nobody said. World's End. The World's End. Yes. Yes. I so knew that's this. a Brian Steele. I knew this. Yeah, you did. I screwed no, that you up. 
Dave. I thought for you sure as soon as she said British, you'd get it. Too. I, I thought, knew it. Oh, well, there I really guy. did think. I think I knew it, and it just was not coming out to coming to the surface. Anyway, no, right. it was just it was just in the back fart end of your brain. That's right. And, That's where everything and it wasn't stays. coming out. All right, Brian. All right, which just what did what something's happening <laughs> with this cat. On. What? My bird's in bed. I'm having I, my I own. Should actually, I should actually have my bird out one because it'll repeat anything I say. So it would be quite funny. So next time I'll bring my bird, my cockatiel out. Okay. So number two, Brian, um, yes. which Oscar-winning actress is the voice of Helen Parr, Elastigirl, in The Incredible? Oh, man. Holly Hunter. I should yep. have had Brian go first. Got her that's Oscars so for. Yeah, uh, that's what I said. But don't worry, I'll supporting I've actress it up. for the firm. And what was her? She that was her she supporting was great actress. In broadcast news. Broadcast news. news was that her? Was that her best actress? She's a, yeah. No, that was piano. That been. was the piano. You guys are all wrong. It was the piano. Oh, the piano was her best. Oh, the actress. piano. Yes. Or was it the um, the little New Zealand girl that she won for well, supporting Pac-Win. actress as well? Anna, Anna Paquin won. Yeah, Paquin. Yeah, Suki. All right. All right. Come on, <laughs> Scott. You can you can take this. All right. Which actor broke two toes while filming The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers? Wow. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> who played Elastigirl to? Who stubbed their toes? I know. <laughs> I mean, I watched Damn. the making of The Lord of the Rings trilogy. I mean, I'll just guess and say, I don't know, but probably Viggo Mortensen. He's the most active dude. Correct. In there. Oh, really? Correct. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, no he idea. was kicking a helmet and there was a rock underneath it and he broke mm. two of his toes. But they kept it in the movie. So if you really watch the movie, you can see him actually cry out in pain. I wish, oh, it, was, I, I wish it was Frodo yeah. so that Sam could go. Or no, I wish it was <laughs> Sam. No, Frodo so he could go. Sam. <laughs> anyway, took a long time to get there. All right, go ahead. I didn't mean to kick that helmet, Mr. There. Frodo. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I don't mean to. You, you got there. All right. All right. Um, so, uh, Brian, yes. name the three movies in which Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks have starred together. All right. So we got Joe versus the Volcano, Sleepless in mm-hmm. Seattle, and You've Got Mail. Oh, this is too easy for you. Yeah, yes, what Brian. every other one is easy. This is how this is today. <laughs> don't, oh my don't panic. You, you've got an easy one next if you like The Matrix. <laughs> okay, I do like The which, Matrix. Which actor had a headache during the filming of The Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> All right, give it. I'll give. Tell me your next one. Let's see what you got. All right, got a little. Yeah. All right, number five is which color pill does Neo swallow in The Matrix? Mm. Oh. Got a 50-50 shot. Yeah, now I just got to remember it. Um, this is one I always get wrong. So you think that's everything? I, breathing? I guess if he gets it wrong and I get to steal, it's a pretty much a <laughs> lock. It's a done deal. Yeah, um, don't don't miss this guy. <laughs> pretty sure it's the red pill because correct the blue pill oh, made you forget. See, I would have said blue pill if it was if I had the first crack at that. Well, the Same. reason the reason I remember that at all is. To me, I remember at the time thinking, "Oh yeah, red is like serious and harsh, and like let's go." The serious reality, reality. yeah. Okay. Where blue right. is like chill and like forget about it, don't worry about it, kind of thing. So yeah, it's still still take the blue pill. Is someone keeping track? <laughs> and, by and, the way, and for all the tadpole and the people watching that are worried that I'm drinking wine in the morning, I'm not because I'm in Australia. Yeah. So it's like one thirty-six. <clears throat> yeah, she I, drinks I, wine I, in the morning, just not this morning. No, I only drink, drink vodka in the morning. Mm. <laughs> vodka, well, yeah. yeah, vodka. You and Isabel. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> let me uh, let me just make sure I, I'm I'm not looking at the chat, so I don't know. Can any of can someone in there make sure you're keeping score? Someone usually does. TV's Travis or somebody mm-hmm. does. So I just hope somebody is. Anyway, all right. Yeah, this. Oh, Gidget is obviously coked up. I wish. Oh, 
I wish. God. <laughs> Man. No, that? Jeannie can be so harsh. Yeah. I'm kidding. Wow. I don't know who said that. I don't know who said it. <laughs> I'm fine. I said that because I didn't. That's a thing that Ginny never would say. Yeah. I'm fine. Yep. Right. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, Brian, uh, number six. Which husband and wife duo starred in the 2018 horror film A Quiet Place? Oh, jeez. It's uh, Emily Blunt and uh, John Krasinski. Boo. Correct. Boo. Mr. Mr. Some Good News himself. You didn't like it, or no? No. No. It's good. Too easy. Just easy. Complaining. It's too easy. Easy. Yeah. Okay. I All right. I would have had it, is what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. saying it's too easy. All right. Well, you were the Scott's one that's got a little bit first, of a crush so. on Emily Blunt. I do like Emily Aww. Blunt. I like her. Yeah, chin. she's hot. Yeah. She's great. Okay, I've got a girl crush on Emily Blunt, too. Yeah. It's hard to Yeah. Not if she knocked on my door, I'd be like, Scott, out. She's also a real charmer and super sweet. And I just, yeah, she's my yeah. jam for sure. I oh, she's people. lovely. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so this is Scott. Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. All right. For which film did Sandra Bullock win her Oscar? Oh, uh, the Blind Side. Correct. Uh, yeah. There you go. See. Yeah. It's all it was right. The one where she, uh, all about Steve, I believe, <laughs> is the answer. <gasps> Have you guys seen that? No. No. I hear it's oh, horrendous. It's so bad. It's so yeah. bad. Yeah. It's so bad, and there's good actors in it too, and it's so bad. But at least she went and got her Razzie. Uh, is it Bradley? So, Co- it's Bradley Cooper in there too, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what Shit. that is. Why do I not? I don't know what that is. She's like a stalker it. who's uh, chasing after this uh, newscaster named yeah. Steve, right? It's awful. It's just awful. And it was the same year as The Blind Side. She, she, like Halle Berry, she won the Oscar and got the Razzie. In the same year. So, oh, wow. What was yeah, the. There was the another bad one she did with uh, Ben Affleck where they were in a plane crash or in a. I like that bounce. movie. Was that Bounce? No, 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 no. no. Um, it. Um, Chat room, you can tell me what was the one with Sandra Bullock and Ben Affleck, and they were, and they had to travel cross country, and he was meant to be getting married to another woman. Uh, she had a kid. Uh, Come on, guys. Uh, Justice sure League. Justice League. No, 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 no. no. Argo. It was, a, it was a thunderstorm in the plane. Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. Argo. Not Argo. Gilly. Uh, no, it's not. Forces of nature. Thank you, Rainbow Bright. Okay. Forces of nature. nature. That's, That's it. it. Thank yeah. you. All right. Yeah. Well done. Nice. Well done. Nice. Okay. So, uh, Brian. Yes. All right. Who replaced Richard Harris as Dumbledore in the Harry Potter films? Uh, Gambon. Damn it. First name. Do you know his first name? Uh, Michael. Ah. Gambon. Yes. <laughs> I was going to try and say <laughs> Percy. Percy. <laughs> I was going to make up something like Michael Gambon. Jesus Gambon. He replaced him. And it never, he's, he'd never read or seen another Harry Potter thing before he did that, right? Is that the, no. the trivia That's, that's on that? the talk yeah. on him, yeah. I like him a lot. Correct. He's great on uh, yeah, Open. Yeah. So people should watch Open Range. He's a great villain in Open Range. It's very good on there. I love Open Range. Yeah, Open Range is I th- an amazing movie. I think movie. that's a better Western than a couple of other well-known westerns around that era oh I yeah love no it's it's an incredible film it's my it's maybe my favorite costner directed movie i loved it oh wow yeah i loved it okay we'll do that movie and have me on all right, all right. okay so scott number nine the name of the composer behind the soundtracks of the lion king and inception oh um oh the lion king mm-hmm the newer Lion King or the original? The original. Really? Okay. Okay. And then Inception, you said? Inception and if it helps Gladiator. 
Oh, okay. Well, that does, but I didn't know he had anything to do with Lion King. So that's um, uh, Hans Zimmer. That is correct. Did he? Yeah, what did he, know he do for Lion King? Lion yeah. King. I had no idea. I that was. Why did I think that was Alan Menken, or uh, did he just do the stage version? I don't know. I, this is news I, to me. I, Alan Menken, Elton John. I, I, I found that. I found that question online. Oh. Okay. I cheated on that one, so yeah. I found that one online. So huh. I'm just like, yep, okay, I got with it. All right, there you have it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> All right but co- correct me in the the chat room if you, if I'm wrong. All right, so number ten, Brian. Uh-huh. What is the name of Nemo's dad in the Pixar film Finding Nemo? Oh, oh crap! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's, it. Uh, the voice is. Uh... Oh, all right. Hold on. His name, dad's name, Nemo's dad's name in Finding Nemo. I know this. I just watched it. It's kind of not fair. Did you? Yeah. yeah. When, well, I shouldn't say just. It was when the boy was over a month and a half ago. Whatever. Oof. I know this. It's Albert Albert Brooks is the voice. Mm-hmm. Dory is uh, Ellen DeGeneres. This, this is another one that my partner didn't get. Yeah. This this Sorry. is. Uh, I'm gonna. I I really cannot remember. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Throw, throw out, to Scott. Uh, yeah. Come on, Scott. Yeah, throw to Scott. Throw to Scott. Come on. Mar- Marlon. Correct. Marlon, <laughs> Scott steals. Yeah, it feels good to steal. I like to he steal. He steals. All right. So that might have tied things up, actually, because right. I stole one from him and he stole one from me. Yeah, we might That's be tied. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, so, um, Tadpool, are we tied? I think we're tied. Yep. I think tied we're tied. Game. I do have a tiebreaker. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. All right, who gets in first? So it's open to both of you. All right, so it's a speed issue. Okay. Yeah, it's a speed issue. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I don't mean to be bouncing up and down. All right. (laughs) Where does does Chuck Nolan, Tom Hanks, or who does, sorry, Chuck Nolan, Tom Hanks work for in the film Castaway? FedEx. Oh, I thought we had to make a sound to come in. Sorry. I knew it was FedEx too. <laughs> yes, you make the you, sound. You were on the FedEx. ding, and Brian was on the answer. Yeah, we I, we didn't really clear that up. I knew it was FedEx. Make, I just you just make the sound FedEx. Yeah, that's, how, that's the sound you're supposed to make. Oops, my bad. All right, go ahead. Do that. Do another one. Why? I know. I'm do saying. I, no, no, no. I, I just mean another one. Oh. You said do ten questions. I oh, that's that's all ten. I'm sorry. I was thinking you had like a yeah. You're all strict and shit. Uh, no, I thought you had like a. <laughs> I thought you were doing like a, a set of these for the like. You know, oh, a tiebreaker round. set. Yeah, that's yeah. I thought it was. Okay, no, no big deal. Brian wins. Brian wins. That that puts him Brian up wins. two. That's two. What? He, he two. we had the chance. I went and he went FedEx. Well yeah. done, Scott. <laughs> Brilliant. I don't have a. I don't have a thing. I could do this. I guess I don't have a. Thing. Yeah, but even if we did, even FedEx. if you did, even if you did, I did a thing that was not approved previous to me doing it. <laughs> right, exactly. Brian, you should have just grabbed your cat and uh, by the scruff of the neck and just shoved it near the microphone to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, you know we don't do we don't do the cat. Uh, not after that person in uh, wherever they were got fired from their job for throwing a cat on a Zoom oh, meeting. Yeah, the the California oh, councilman guy. Yeah, yeah I threw councilman his, guy. Oh yeah. my god, he tossed yeah. his cat and they fired him for it. So oh there you go. Oh my god, there's some messed up people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah, exist. Zoom, Zoom just brings out the worst of people. It really uh, does. It really does. It really it does. Really does. Well, that's it, guys. All right, tell Wrap us. A, tell us Thanks, about your. Uh, tell us about your show. Where people can get it. All that stuff. Okay, I'm I'm a co-host of the Retro Cinema Podcast. We podcast '80s movies we loved back then, and we still love now. And it's family friendly, so it's good to listen to. And we just released our top ten. 
80s happiest endings in movies. Ooh. All right, don't tell and us. I'm not, one, I'm not meaning this happiest ending. I'm meaning happy ending. <laughs> oh, like. I usually have to pay extra for the happy ending, so this will be great if we can get it for free. <laughs> yeah, don't we show. all? Yeah, it's a, in the end, we kind of all do, Brian. Uh, well, uh, well done. Candles, 16 candles Thanks, on your guys. list. Is, yeah, 16 yeah, candles on your list. Yeah, we've done it. Well, you've no, done no, it. I mean, is it on the list of ten, top 10 happiest endings? Uh, no, I didn't have it on. No, because it was a bit sultry. I went with really like explosively fun or revenge endings, like the end of Trading Places where Uh, the baddies get their comeuppance and everyone ends up, all the good guys end up on an island having a great time. So that was my thinking for that. Okay. Uh, Spell it. Spell it. Yeah. All right. Be good. Say hi to the Colonel for us and his seven. I will indeed. Thanks, Herbs and spices. All right. Let me get cleave it fortnightly. Why, why did she call it's not jackass? Have we ever called her why or asked her why she calls him the Colonel? Is there a reason? Well, it's her it's her recording partner that's the Colonel. Okay. I thought it was the dude um, living with her. I thought it was Scott was the Colonel. No? Colonel Clickhead, I think, is the co host, and then Scott is her home partner. <laughs> I thought they were I thought it was the same yeah. person. I don't know why I thought that. And now I'm <clears> confused. <throat> I think yeah, I think I think the Colonel is. Uh... Oh, TV's Travis says no. Scott is the Colonel. Well, what's her? Yeah, Colonel Clickhead is the co-host. But she, but she also keeps saying. Uh, oh, the... Angry Man. That's right. That's right. Darth Marcus. Angry Man is her co-host. The Colonel is is her is her uh, her life co-host. Got it. <laughs> Angry Man. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, all right. Dice Tomato. We thought. I don't know t- why he's. I don't know why he's called the Colonel. We thought Dice Tomato's title was a. Yeah. Okay. We'll uh, find out on the last Thursday of April. Yeah. We'll <laughs> or May, you, I mean. May. We'll, we'll let you know how that goes. All right, check this out. Hey, gang, here's some razzle-dazzle news to flash to mom. Time for the news brought to you by... Do you like crafts? Nope. Nope. Oh, oh you do that part. I'll do the notes. Do you like games? No. Are you a fan of Scott and Brian's oral antics? That's oral with an A-U, though oral with an O would be also appropriate, but not in the inappropriate way you're thinking about it. Nope. Do you like free things? Nope. What? If your answer was nope, like Scott's, then you already know that the answer is nope. Nope is a card matching game featuring Scott and Brian and the whole Frog Pants gang. Nope Frog Pants Edition DIY is free for you during this quarantine free for your quarantine pleasure. I'll read the actual words that he put on the list. And it's DIY. So all you need is a printer, check, ink, check, paper, check, scissors, check and players eh, as long as they're six feet away sold separately uh offer is available while pandemics last content may not be suitable for all for all ages mostly because of um tom Merritt. most suitable for those over age 30 that act like 12 year olds that game is nope and there's no link here no no thing to tell you where to go get no oh yeah we should give him nope uh so is there a url in here nope it's for This was for a uh, member of the community. I don't know if they gave me that part now that you say it. Yeah, they didn't. I know. I've uh, played. I've played Nope. I have a. Uh, I actually have. You and I both have pre-release uh, copies of Nope. Yeah, I have a copy uh, of that somewhere. Unrelated things. If you go to unrelatedthings.net. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Or, unrelated- or Nope Game. There you. That's even better. Nopegame.com. There you go. Nopegame.com. Check it out. Nopegame.com. And I see them right there. And oh my gosh. Oh, it's mostly jury that's the cause of the. Uh, it's the cause of everything. Cause of the problems. Yeah. yeah. We need to get this actually printed up because I think it's funny. Yeah, it, it is, is funny. It's a lot of fun to play. It's good stuff. I like it. All right. Here's your news for the day. Quick, quick couple here before Wendy gets in here. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm tattooing myself every day in lockdown, but I'm running out of space. Not me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I thought this was a. 
It's a uh, quote. TMS Confessions. It's a quote from Chris Woodhead, uh, mm. who's trying to find more space to add another tattoo to his already crowded body. This guy lives in uh, northeast London with his dog, Pingu, at his side. Good, good. Uh, boy, someone should keep an eye on Pingu so he doesn't tattoo the dog's belly or something. That would be bad. Oh, jeez, yeah. Anyway, there's uh, very little unmarked skin left from the tip of his fingers to the soles of his feet. Most every inch is covered in a vast jumble of tattoos of different styles. A pair of dice have just fallen before the toes of his right foot, be- or where his right foot begins. A scorpion extends down his inner thigh. Ooh. Uh, there's a leaning palm tree, a swordfish arcing, uh, excuse me, arching around a love heart, and a voodoo doll floats above some ripe, glossy cherries. So basically, it looks like the front room of my Animal Crossing house. Basically, <laughs> that sounds right to me. I'm going to actually yeah. pull this up, Chad, I, so you can see it. <laughs> I told people on Fort Raid last night, because we were talking about, you know, Nevermore is really working hard on her uh, her design. Shoujo has a really good design. I just said my decor is what I just got. Yeah, what I just got. <laughs> that's, my, yeah. that's the decor that I'm going for in my Animal Crossing houses. I just got this. Yeah, I kind of do that, too. I just wore this. Or this just showed yeah. up, so I'm wearing it now. Like, that's how I play. Right. Oh, I just shot this out of the balloon, so I stuck it to the wall. What do you think? Yep. He says, quote, I look like a piece of blue cheese. There's very little space left. Is that what blue cheese <laughs> is? I don't understand. Uh, I mean, with, I don't the, know. with all the little bits of blue in the, in the white. Oh, he's, self, he's a self-tattoo guy. Oh, yeah. It's all of them by himself. He's yeah. doing it all. So the only way he's going to find more space <laughs> is if he involves a, a second party, I think. Yeah. Because there's got to be places he can't get to that... Have not yet been drawn upon. The bottom of his foot says, "When will it em emx em? Oh, when will it when end? end? Sorry, when will it end? Yeah, yeah. that's an exclamation point. Uh, that looked like it. Went, that probably hurt right there. <sighs> yes. Yeah, not doing that. Nope. No, sir. You probably start out writing, "When will this finally come to a close?" And said, "Ow, ow, ow! Yep. When will it end?" Just, yeah, just, when will just it end? Short. Yeah, shorten that up. Uh, he wrote NHS on his chest, which stands for the National Health Service. There and. Uh, Oh, okay. In the UK, he's got right, a right above the Starbucks mermaid. Yeah. If, I, if I reckon. <laughs> oh, of, he's got a Joe Exotic tattoo. He, oh, really? Where? <laughs> Hold on. It's right underneath the NHS. Oh yeah. Uh, the photo. Wait, that's Joe Exotic. Well, it's the tiger, and it says Joe above the tiger and Exotic underneath the tiger. I'm seeing the different NHS then, because mine shows a bell above the NHS and a swimming lady below it. No, no, no. In the photo, in the photo below the oh, NHS. Oh, there it Just is. Just scroll down a little bit. I found it. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. It's a nice tiger. Actually. I have a hard time believing that he's going to like all the things that he's drawn on his body for the whole rest of his life. Uh, I mean, You know, that he's going to feel the same way about dice, palm trees, scorpions, and... Uh, and dolphins. Well, I say this about everybody who does the full the full blown body tattoo business. Yeah. I just don't yeah. know how you how it's sustainable over time. Because like, at some point you're going to be sixty and go. If I have to look at that damn tiger one more time, mm-hmm. I'm checking yeah, I, out of I, here. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, he also. Um, it's like when you when you see artwork. You and I probably can relate to this more than uh, <laughs> than everybody else. But it's like when you see artwork on a website or on a on a, uh, a restaurant menu is probably the most prominent place where yeah. it's clear that they pulled all the clip art from different sources because the line thicknesses are different and mm-hmm. the art styles are different. Yep. But yet you've got this really well-drawn Italian pizza chef here with a cartoon pizza chef over there holding a pizza. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird combo. Also, the, it kind of goes along with that, that new thing, Post Malone style, just put shit all over your face for no reason yeah. kind of tattooing yeah. 
He's yep. definitely living that life. Who's the, who's the guy? He's got a guy on his leg that's got uh, headphones on. I can't tell. Right above a pair of boobs and an asterisk. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, it's like Zap Dingbats threw up all over his body. Oh, <laughs> that's horrible. By the way, there's a shot on his Instagram where he's done his fingers. The tips, yeah. I mean. The tips yeah. of his fingers. That's horrendous. Yeah, that seems like it would be painful as well. Yeah. Well, I hope he doesn't ink poison himself or something. Isn't there a risk of that mm -hmm. with too much stuff? I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about possibly. tattoos. Yeah, possibly. Still haven't uh, decided if I'm ever going to get one or not. Did you end up doing still, one in Vegas? Still... I can't remember. What'd you do? No, I didn't, but I will. The, the problem with doing in Vegas is I want to get in the pool, and I can't get in the pool with a tattoo, right? Oh, like, right. I can't get in the pool within 30 days of the tattoo. So I've got to get the tattoo here 30 days before I'm planning on going to Vegas. I gotcha. No, that makes sense. But tattoo parlors, salons, close them. Those clothing uh, boutiques have not opened yet. Have not opened in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> to stop the spread of the silent killer. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break on that note. <laughs> My sister's going to be here in a minute with some psychology. So stick around for Therapy Thursday. Before that, though, we are going to play a special, in, not really special, just an indie in the middle. And Brian's got one. Yeah. So what are we playing? It's special. It's a special song oh, for right. these special times, Scott. This is a band called Chaos. Chaos. A band so nice, they are Chaos Twice. Um, nice. They have just released two brand new singles, courtesy of Clarion Call Media. Thank you, Caroline at Clarion Call. Caroline Clarion call. It's yeah. almost there's there's got to be a an anagram or something in there. Sure. Um, they released two singles today. One of them is capital T. The other one, and then that's a really cool instrumental. I'm going with the other one, which is a uh, lyric song uh, called Many Roads. These guys um, uh, have also released songs from the soundtrack to Rick and Morty. That might be where you've heard of them. They do they do Rick and Morty um, music. Um, this is great stuff. It's, it's, if you like Tegan and Sarah, this, this feels like it's right up the Tegan and Sarah, um, Heim kind of boat. Okay. I'm a big fan of both of both of them. They've also performed with, um, Pearl Jam, Death Cab for Cutie, Cat Power, Block Party and Sleater Kinney. So they've got a quite a pedigree, uh, themselves. Here are Chaos Chaos and the song Many Roads. Handle them.
Vitamins government experts say are essential, balanced in the formula doctors endorse. All the minerals commonly lacking, too. Vim's cost only a nickel a day in the family size at your druggist. Remember, it's BI for vitamins, double MS for minerals. Dickinson, Hologic, and Cephahide. The Morning Stream. What are you going to do? Charge me with smoking? Whoops, we're back. Hi, everybody. We're back. I was muted. Yeah. Yeah, that was too. I'm not muted now. Because I just scream at the walls when the song goes. I just scream. Yeah. Just look at the walls and scream. Well, many roads, Brian. Many roads. <laughs> uh, once again, Chaos Chaos, a uh, brand new single they just released called Many Roads. Handle them. <laughs> that's uh, that's when... <laughs> I was going to make a bad joke about Ozzy Osbourne changing guitarists because of Randy Rhodes. But forget oh, it. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's good, too. I'm not going to yeah. do it. All right. We're going to get my sister in. She's going to talk to us about important stuff. And oh, I think she's already there. Wendy, hi. Hello. I am. You oh. called early and I was actually ready. That's Th- weird. That nice. was really weird. You picked right Yay. up. I'm not used to that. Yay. That was crazy. Uh, hey, it's good to have you on. My sister, Wendy, a therapist and a uh, sister, <laughs> is uh, here. Also a sister. Yeah, you are also a sister. Did you see that cool photo I sent you this morning, by the way? Good. No. Load of that. Check your text real quick. I want you to see what, what? I sent you. What did you send me? Yeah, okay. it's. Uh, I was going through some. <laughs> oh my gosh, look at Adam's face. <laughs> yeah, I was going through some uh, some pictures here, chat room. I let them have a look at it. Uh, some family stuff, and there was a shot of Wendy. Uh, it was one of those big family shots where everyone's supposed to make a face. So, to your oh, uh, to your defense, you were meaning to be. Thank you for that. Adam's face <laughs> is the best because I'm not sure what he was even doing. 
He does that. That's his face. So everyone says, make a weird face. That's a face he makes sometimes. And he looks at me suddenly and he'll go, would you still love me if I do this? Wow. And I'm like, no, I won't. <laughs> I like it. It looks, it makes him look it. like he needs some, some help. Someone needs to help him. He that's does. All. And yeah. I'm, I'm having none of that. Right place. <laughs> I'm having none of that. All right. Uh, it's good to uh, hear you and have you here. We're going to uh, get right into it. So, no particular email today, although it kind of matches up with a whole lot of emails that we get constantly, which is we are getting to the stage during the pandemic where people are getting a little stir crazy, uh, maybe a lot stir crazy. A lot stir crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some situations where families are packed closely together, kids are little, parents are trying to work remotely, that's really hard. Uh, everything from that to just maybe older people who are alone that are super lonely or you know a a huge range in between and they're also have a fresh new layer of anxiety painted on everything because they're being told that maybe it's okay to start opening things but then other voices are saying absolutely not we don't have enough testing i can't believe how reckless so-and-so's governor's being and all this stuff right so new stage we're a couple months how how far are we into this now i don't even know how long we've been doing this i know the day was march 12th when we never left again. So yeah. It's been that, that was about us too. Us. March 9th or 10th or 12th, somewhere in that range. So it's been a big chunk of time. We're about to enter a new month. Things are weird. And so I thought it'd be good for us to talk about this stage, the stir crazy stage where it would actually, I can understand somebody who's been socially distancing and doing their best and making sacrifices and all of the stuff to start to go. Well, wait a minute. How bad is it? Are they are they telling us the truth? How do I know it's as bad as they oh, seem? Yeah. Like those kinds of things. I as much as I may disagree with somebody, depending on what they're saying, I understand why they feel that way because yeah. that's what we're dealing with is these feelings. So, so where where do we do now that we're in this late later stage of is it done yet kind of mode that we're in right now? Well, I I think one way to well, you got, there's a couple layers. One is like your personal, the personal level of like, just how are you handling yeah. who you're around all the time or that you're alone all the time? Um, there's that. And we'll, we'll tackle that of course. But I think as you, as you just go a little further out into space and time, it's like the city you live in. It's the, the state, if you're in the United States or the country that you live in and just how things, you know, are being handled. And it's, it's, Let's tackle that just for a second because I think um, there it's just so culturally interesting, and I just want it to be ten years from now and all the books that we could read about this. Yeah, <laughs> Doc- documentaries and books. That's what I'm looking forward it's to. It's just yeah. fascinating how, like South Korea. I was just reading an article this morning about how they handled the outbreak, and I just was like, "What in the world?" <laughs> like they are just on top of it, and. They have some research out that, you know, is published and ready, peer reviewed already. Like it's what uh, what happened and just different things. Anyway, it's fascinating. So you live in different places with different cultures. And so I, I'm going to speak to the American culture for a second, which is nobody tells me what to do. That's yeah. the American mm-hmm. culture. Yeah. Um, and so this is hard on many, many levels. We, we, we are not good at being bossed around generally. Um, and there's enough of a sort of, political cultural divide that you know and and at this sort of juncture in history we all question what's real and not and true and not and you know there's all sorts of that which is very difficult to manage 
people when they are sort of all over the map in regards to this. Um, and so that is really tricky. And then that filters down to our personal experience. Also, our personal experience filters up to how we perceive things going on on a bigger scale, right? Um, so for example, I had the most hilarious experience in Target the other day. Um, everyone's wearing their masks or, or not everyone. I mean, this is now we have a, we're, we're doing, I think Utah is doing something similar. I don't know what Colorado is doing, but it's uh, this weekend where they are opening up more, but now masks are required. Yes. Um, right. Yeah, they've switched from uh, here in Colorado's the stay at home order to a safer at home order for most counties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that except same, for, same except, thing. Yeah. Except for the most populous counties are still kind of doing a stay at home thing. Although. Right. Okay. So we had this, uh, so about half the people in the store had on masks and about the other half did not. And, um, this woman, this is the most Minnesotan mom thing I've ever seen. She, (laughs) she had a mask on and, uh, we're known around here for being passive aggressive, by the way. So she, um, has her masks on and there's a bunch of people I saw just in a row crossing her path that didn't have masks on. Like it was a, a critical mass that wasn't anywhere else in the store, but just right in front of her. Yeah. And through her mask, I could hear her say, in just kind of a, just a quiet enough, but loud enough, passive aggressive voice. She's like, it's like you have no respect for the governor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was amazing because it was about the governor specifically, which everyone really likes our governor. So it, maybe that's that, but it was pretty funny. And I was just like, okay, if that's the worst I have to see today, that's not terrible. But, you know, it's everyone's sort of experience crossing paths with strangers and judging and like either thinking you're all being paranoid or you aren't paranoid enough. (laughs) You know, it's, it's a bit of like that on hyperdrive. And I think that has, that's part of what's the toll that is being taken too, is that we're not quite normal right now. Like, emotionally speaking or mentally speaking, I, I, I would just say this from clients, you know, back a couple of weeks ago, it feels like a millennial ago, millennium ago, I said, Oh, my clients are doing really well. And even my stressed out, you know, anxious clients or my OCD clients, this is the best week of their lives. They're like, Oh, now everyone gets it, you know? Yeah. Um, but there is a corner that has been turned <laughs> yeah. for, for most people. And that is, it's, it's just too much. Humans are not meant to be this isolated um, and are sort of not meant collectively to have so much fear and so little power. It's starting um, to go against, and, really go against our nature, isn't it? Like to the point yeah, of breaking. And, yeah. And and there's some research on this with ca- ca- catastrophes and pandemic, previous pandemics and others where there's like a, a golden hour. And this is true. If, if you think of like right after 9-11, there's this golden hour where we are one Mm-hmm. species All and everyone and yeah, yeah it was yeah. amazing yeah. and if you as a political force can capitalize on that sort of good intention goodwill bonding everyone's in the what can i do you line up to give blood you do all the things you do um in fact you know sewing masks for other people and you know like whatever version of it is this time around that golden hour is pretty amazing and and if you can capitalize that humans will do good things but unfortunately there's a sort of a void of consistency and leadership generally that has made it incredibly confusing we are not united states of anything at the moment right like everyone's doing their own thing the federal government's like whatever you guys do your thing it's just 
ridiculous in yeah. my opinion. But it's it is what it is. So what it l- lends itself to is the golden hour isn't very golden for very long, and then you move into a little more of the panic, anxiety, problematic state of things, right? Yeah. Um, and who knows? We'll see where this this ends up. But this researcher I was listening to a podcast about this, and she was saying, you know, what nine eleven was this interesting version of like, you can see the strength of the systems in place. And that's what happened. It it isn't that the catastrophe um, creates all new problems. It shows the weakness of the previous, you know, whatever was in place a week before it happened, you're going to see the cracks now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think our healthcare system, the cracks have, have really shown themselves. And the fact that um, the very obvious disparities that are happening. The school stuff is very clear. So, you know, I'm in a really good school district and it is very obvious that I'm in a very good school district. And there are school districts out there who are just canceling school because it's so ineffective for them to pull off what they need to and these students are disappearing. I mean, there's some school districts where 40% of students have not even checked in since this happened. Jeez. Wow. That, wow. seem, yeah. that and, seems bad. And so, that seems really bad. I mean, we always talk about the summer, I forget what they call it, the summer slump or whatever, where kids really lose a lot of what they gain through the school year. Yeah. Now it's the spring and the summer, and it's it's going to be rough. And there are ramifications, right? But it's showing, I mean, I'll tell you what, my kid's not skipping a dang beat, and it's the most exhausting thing as a parent to do, but because yeah. the school is so on top of it. And that's that isn't fair, right? And that shows a big crack in how, you know, things are actually working in various places. So anyway, you have all of that going on. And 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 yet, I, I think the most common thing people are describing to me anyway, is just you're start, starting to numb out a little. Um, kind of the, the burst of energy and then the numbing out is because you're extending the pain, right? Mm-hmm. It's grieving for someone who dies suddenly or grieving for someone who's slowly dying of cancer for years and years. It's you, you sort of run out of steam and our systems aren't really built for that. Um, we tend to be really good in a quick sort of thing and not so great long term. Yeah. So your individual psychology is a little bit trickier and that's maybe what we could focus on um, a little bit because you can't, you don't have a lot of control of the other things. Maybe exposing yourself to the other things is problematic too, right? Like reading the news constantly and building up experiences and fear and anger. All right. So individually, let's talk about you two for a second. This is your bear all tell all memoir. Oh, right? I thought you meant the band, like uh, the band you two. <laughs> okay, no, that's fine. No, all right. So your individual psychology, and here's where introverts and around the world are like, I'm doing great. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> um, but maybe not. I don't know. So just the two of you, where do you feel like you're at? You, you, there's golden hour a little bit, right? Where? Oh, for sure. We can do this. And I, so what do I, you think? I feel like I spent a little more time in the golden hour than some of my not immediate family, but my <laughs> next to immediate family um, who's already kind of tired of this and actually kind of reading some of the the um, the other side's opinion of these, but basically politicizing this, which is really frustrating both Tina and I. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I still I go out there and I wear the mask. I do the and it's it's like number one, it doesn't take a lot of effort to wear a mask outdoors and and have that that you know respect in case I have it. Who knows? Maybe I got it from 
the mod pizza guy yesterday sure. trying to me my pizzas but um uh go do that i do the social distancing i'm fine kind of sticking in the house and and ordering out a little bit longer and and doing all that so i feel like i might still be in the golden hour of like yeah this is just or maybe i've just accepted i've 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 tableaued right from the golden hour into yeah this is just it i get it we we accept it we move on and we wait for the next thing to to change yeah i think that's us too um i think the the heart the biggest struggle for me has been not being able to be around the kids as much and as much as it's like hey we live in a time where everybody can just you know facetime every night and everyone can hook up and we do that but Mm -hmm. it almost makes it worse because you're like we're all almost just Mm -hmm. like personal contact you know we're all this is almost like holding the baby but not quite you know i still have to just look at him through the thing and yeah. watch him walk and all these things that have happened since we've seen him like that sort of thing and um i think that's when i get the most frustrated and the most down about it and the most uh, you know again these are just my own personal issues people in a lot worse situations than me that's a foregone conclusion um in some ways i'm very lucky but also you know i was born kind of a homebody okay by myself don't need a lot of attention kind of guy i just am that which is weird to say if you know podcasters are probably not used to saying that but that that really is me i am fine leave me on my own to my own devices i'm good i can play in the sandbox for hours if i was a kid and today i can play in whatever my sandbox is now and i don't need this i don't have this constant feeling of like gotta have the the social thing right now gotta have it now i don't Mm -hmm. need the, Mm -hmm. the the hit but somebody like kim is really struggling with the lack of the social stuff because she's got social connections and friends that she's always doing stuff with or was. And they're coming up with creative ways to deal with it. They have these these 10 feet apart porch parties where they all wear masks, sit uh, across from each other on this on this huge porch your friends have and or her friend has and, and chat and gossip and hang out. And it's very good for her. It's very cathartic. And she kind of, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's an outlet for her that she really needs right now because i can definitely sense it from her she's starting to channel that that frustration and that irritation into we're gonna fix the yard and it's never gonna be better than that we're gonna fit it's gonna be the perfect yard i'm like <laughs> oh I'm, I'm okay i'm good i don't need to you know <laughs> i don't need to go fix the yard just yet i'm kind of you know anyway so it's it's funny to watch that difference but um but yeah like I think Brian would agree. There's still the underlying anxiety of it all. Neither of us sleep very well. Uh, that is to say, Brian or I. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, I heard somebody say if you put blackout curtains in your room, mm-hmm. that you'll sleep better. Oh, game changer! Yeah, it's mm-hmm. legit. Yeah, like yeah. Full Jeannie uses blackness. a mask. She sleeps with a mask on. I uh, want face, like eye mask, not a mouth mask. I want like that dining <laughs> in that. I want. I want. <laughs> I know these days masks. Masks mean so many different things these days. So That's true. Many. But like, imagine, <laughs> imagine our dining in the dark in Vegas thing. I want that level of darkness. That would be. <laughs> that would be. You wow. can do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I want. So I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna work on that. But. But yeah, you know, like. It's just until it's you see just, the guy with the night vision goggles come <laughs> hovering over your bed. Right. But there's. But there. There has yet to be in any of this a feeling of like. <sighs> okay. Well. Mm-hmm. can't go to the bank, can't do this, can't do that. So I guess I'm just going to chill out. I, there's no chilling out. Like I, mm-hmm. that doesn't, ex- yeah. I don't know what that even is. Like yesterday, the, I got a taste of it, I guess, because it was really nice. I was like 80 degrees, 78, something like that. And the sun was out. We have no pollution right now. It was just beautiful. Birds chirping. And so Kim and I went outside and soaked in some vitamin D and sat on the porch and 
It's great. Like that was maybe the closest I've gotten to a serene moment uh, during the entire thing. So there's your answer, Wendy. That's how we're. That's how we're doing. You know, it's interesting because that I would say the same for me. That it's just beautiful days outside and like sitting the whole family just playing and like doing nothing. And there's there are these like moments of it's like bliss. And I'm like, why have I never experienced this before? (laughs) And it's because there's a million other things to do. And now there's nothing to do besides sit here and, you know, enjoy that it's not raining or something. Anyways, it's fascinating. So there, and again, we had a whole show on this of just like the silver linings or some of the benefits. And there are some mental health benefits to this. Absolutely. It's tricky though, because it's hard to really have them do like absorb them because the overlying reason you're sitting peacefully in your backyard is always there, you know? Um, but, but I have a question. Why, why do neither of you make this political, like, like Brian's extended family? Like, why is there, how are you, why do you think the way you do about it? That it's because just... the coronavirus affects us all, whether we're conservative <laughs> or liberal Democrat or Republican, <laughs> old or young. <laughs> oh. Whose voice was that, Brian? I don't know. It sounded familiar. Uh, I don't know. Impressive. <laughs> There's a little bit of Don Knotts in there for some reason. Yeah. But, oh, uh, Andy. Andy. Yeah, Andy. A bit of that. Uh, uh, because it's not political. I mean, it, it shouldn't be political. Medicine is medicine. Science is science. And, and politics, oh, politics, my, science, and religion should all kind of have their own little little Fierce. playground where they play and they, they oh they surely they should do. but man have we found yeah. life has found a way to make it yeah. make that virus <laughs> yes, political. It has. Yes. yeah um right. in fact i was kind of i don't know i was some sort of certain in the beginning of this that this would be much more of a uniting experience and i think i was wrong about that you were wrong at, yeah. after the golden hour like there was yeah. a moment yeah but it wasn't it was not capitalized upon, and so that I think we didn't have an experience like we might have otherwise. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's, it's so many combinations of things. Like it's impossible for it not to be. Uh, like even if you could, even if you could somehow somehow miraculously make the 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 argument that uh, at top levels of levels of government, we had a better response to this thing in our country. Even if you could make that argument and give some semblance of proof of that it's almost hard for me to say this without laughing but anyway let's say that that was possible there's still things to nitpick about and find about and still feel like your tribe did better or whatever like it's impossible to get away from it and i hate that that's the part i hate and the golden hour was too short you know yeah like it was just a to go it was more like a golden half 20 is a golden 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) right yeah it's not well, and part of that more is, gold. Yeah, more gold. part of that is everybody has a microphone, right? And everyone's own experience. You know, you, you just take, so for example, I, I have a client who has OCD, and if you gave him the microphone, he'd say, I told you everybody. You know, like if he was the one giving us all consolation, <laughs> we'd have a very different message than from somebody else who, um, you know, has studied and researched and gets how things work and they would say something very different and you know it's it's just the way life is and now you have literally your great aunt on facebook telling everyone it's a hoax and you're like okay take the microwave (laughs) away from her and the microwave she can't handle either yeah um yeah so it's it's tricky that way and so there's a bit of like 
I guess the tuning into yourself and how are you doing and what are you doing? And that's, that's a question. I think I always bring it back to that. I mean, that's, I feel like if you listen to the show for the whole time, you would hear one darn theme, which is be nice to others and like your own personal garbage truck needs to be cleaned and it affects everything. And, and some of that is, you know, like what kind of self-care do you need to, to do right now? That's very specific to you. And so I would, I want to sort of posit this as like a, a homework, of course, because I also, that's the other thing. I, I love homework, but this idea that what is it you personally need? So we've done self-care top 10 lists before where you mm -hmm. do one every day and mm -hmm. you take a nap with your dog and blah, blah, blah. Right. And that's all good. Is there a version of this um, that we can sort of do pandemic wise that really does meet some some needs in ways that, you know, because guess what? Everyone has a need to go out to a restaurant right now and enjoy a beer with their buddy and feel like life is normal. Sure, we all have that need, but can we do it? No. Um, so what can we do? So it's constrained by what we can actually do, but but that is effective. So for, you know, somebody who thinks I'm just fine. Like, first of all, how can you be just fine in a pandemic, right? If that's true, cool, good for you. But also probably not completely true. So maybe there is there is something and it's taking a break. I know a lot of people are overworking this. This is an interesting push to like make yourself invaluable to whoever you work for, right? So you work extra hard. Then there's no limits of like when you're in the office or not, um, if you're working from home, right? And just people are burning themselves out. And so maybe if that that's you, that's you stop and say, okay, what is my list of things I could do that that there's some self care that like I think of it as just like nurturing your brain right now, and it's not to work until you pass out and are exhausted. Yeah. Um, so maybe setting up a schedule, right? That's the most caring thing you can do for yourself and follow it. Maybe it's a Skype or a Zoom book club with friends from the past, and you just organize it and you see really old faces from a long time ago like that there is nothing that will bust your heart open wider it's amazing um or it's that you need to sit out on the porch with your wife and not redo the garden you just need to enjoy the sun and the peace and the, the birds or you know whatever so let's brainstorm real quick what are very simple um at home obviously uh free <laughs> well i guess they're not gonna be free but um, things that are psychologically soothing and self-care kinds of things. What do you guys think? Oh, geez. Um, well, you know, what's funny as I, if I'm, if I'm a hundred percent mentally honest with why I'm doing those classes, this starting this weekend for, for the whole month, yeah. everyone's like, Oh Scott, that's such a great thing you and your daughter are doing to, to help the kids and to do the thing. And, and yeah, we are doing this to help and we want to do something nice and it's free and it's whatever. But a huge part of it, if I'm honest, is therapy for me. Like this is a chance for me to just be creative and share ideas I haven't talked about since high school or college classes that I took for art. Things things that I get to, you know, express in a in a in a teacher way instead of a learner's way, and and then work with Carter and laugh a little, and and then have these kids show their work, and we get to see what they've done, and that's all going to be catharsis for me. Uh, and so I feel like it's, you know, many birds, one stone here, 
But if I'm really truly honest about this, that's where the idea came from. It was like I need to do something where I can feel like I'm giving back more than I can or that I have than I have or, or I'm usually able to, and do it in a way that's meaningful and can have an impact a little bit. And uh, even if it's a small one, all of that is still true, but it's all still mostly for me. <laughs> it's I, I don't I'm trying not to sound selfish about it, but I, but the experience is designed to bring me some just like good old fashioned. You know. There's nothing wrong with it being for you and the the audience that you're trying to put it towards. I think that's. I'm gonna that's let my, you. That's an ideal secret. situation. Yeah. I'm gonna let you on a secret, guys. Everything we do is also for us and other people. Uh, that's <laughs> a that's a that's a dark secret. So like that's when I dark. when Don't I when me. I eat half a half a yellow cake, who am I doing that for? You. <laughs> and and well, it's either for you, and then it can also be you and someone else. So, but yeah. everything in essence. Even if it's dysfunctional and it's dangerous or self-sabotaging, there's something we get out of a lot of things. We rarely can a human be found who does something for not even just purely the right reasons or something or like we're just it's not it can't be neutral. It's impossible because mm, yeah. that's just who we are. Yeah. So, of course, it, it serves you. Um, but also, like, what a blast, right? Yeah. Like, my kids will all be there. I will be there. I'm taking it. Ooh, you're yeah, going to draw? Sweet. I'm excited to hear that. Tina's even going to be there. Whoa. That's it's awesome. Great. It's going to be great. And so it's a great. That's perfect. Because what it does is it, 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 there is a psychological benefit to you because creativity is a great bath for your brain, right? It's yeah. a great thing to do. And then you get to help, you know, spread that around. That's, that's awesome. That's a great example. Perfect. All right, Brian, what do you got? What are you doing? <laughs> Nothing that good and nice no. to the community. Um, <laughs> That's not no, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat of like wanting to be outside more, watching people walk down the path. You know, Tina, I get in this, uh, this rut of um, working until five, come upstairs, we cook dinner, um, we turn on the TV, we, you know, sit at the kitchen table, listen to the TV, watch the news while we're eating. But I do want to do more of like just sitting out on our porch where there's no TV and just kind of, I don't know, have our dinner out there, watch people go walk down the path and kind of have this nice little um, fresh air moment, especially with the weather being so good, nice, uh, so good lately, so nice lately. Yeah. Um, it is good, nice, though. I'd say that's true. It's very good, nice. It's very good, nice. <laughs> Nice. So, but also this, this Brian is... Brian's being humble here. He's working on this MS bike ride thing, which I know mm. he was going to do anyway. But this is a big deal that you're doing that in this in these conditions. You're working yeah. up for it. Like I think it's that's another great example of doing good in the world. A thing you can still do. They're going to keep that thing nice and safe. Uh, it assuming well, it happens. And if they don't, I mean, we're going to do it ourselves. Basically, right. the the fundraiser's still going on, but we're going to do the race um on our own path with the same number of miles if there's no full organized race and uh we're actually uh, i wasn't even sure i was gonna bring this up but we um uh lost one of the members of our team who had ms um uh, who contracted coronavirus lost him yesterday or at least they took him off of life support yesterday I didn't get the final update but i think he he's probably passed by now but we're we're kind of doing the race for for him now his name is scott and he had MS, had uh, and then contracted coronavirus from his work at the um, local phone company. And so we're doing the race, regard no matter what, we're doing the race for him. Oh man, that's sad. I'm so, so sorry to hear yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I he um, 
in the years that I've been doing the ride, he had already stopped doing the ride because of, uh, because MS is kind of, had kind of overtaken his ability to do it. He was more just kind of like a showing up at the ending events and, and cheering us on from the sidelines, that sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, so I hadn't had a chance to meet him more than once or twice, but, uh, uh, just know that he was a very, you know, he'd been doing this thing for a long time since, since long before I joined in the past three years. I assume, years. I assume the, the, that can, that's one of those things considered to be a, a pretty hardcore underlying, uh, a, a big time, yeah. uh, compromised immune system. Yeah. MS yeah. is, uh, mm-hmm. um, MS is, is tough. And so my aunt, of course, this really hit hard with her, not only because she knew him better than I did, she'd been she's been doing the ride for a lot longer and, and knows him, knows his wife, all that sort of thing. So this really hit hard because she's got MS and, and so obviously she's a major concern for all of us right now. Right. Yeah. That's pretty serious stuff. Well, see, that's a really cool thing. And I think it's a, you know, it obviously goes well beyond COVID and other things. So, you know, but again, part of, (laughs) part of that's for you, part of that's for them. Right. Same thing. Yeah. And, and it's this sort of finding what you can do when, you know, lots of things are limited. Um, and that's a combination of creativity, obviously, to come up with stuff or, you know, make what you're already doing viable virtually or viable in, in practice somehow. And that's, that's huge. Um, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Okay. So I'm going to give one that's very, uh, a little less noble (laughs) than both of you. Um, but like tonight, so today is, uh, a, a holiday in uh, Sweden, and it's not a holiday in the normal sense of things. Um, it is, but it's amazing. And I maybe I'm getting all this wrong, and Swedes will email me and tell me I'm wrong. But um, it essentially is like the beginning of summer, kind of spring, like spring ending. And there's some pagan reason for this historically. I'm not really sure what exactly that was, but it has to do with witches of some sort, like. The bad witches, you're scaring them away. And so you make these giant bonfires. And my guess is it's just to burn like your, you know, your leaves that are left over from the fall or something. I don't know. But when we were there, we'd get invited to these parties where they just have, I mean, giant bonfires. So tonight we're going to have a bonfire to scare the witches away um, (laughs) and cook our our food over it. But we have this big (laughs) metal, our friend remember scott you probably remember he was a metal artist and he oh yeah he did this their sculptures been in the my neighborhood that he made he's awesome yeah yeah the, trophy that guy. Guy. the guy who did the trophy oh different for, no uh, different dude that's um, oh different metal guy. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah this one is one he took these helmets world war ii helmets and he made them into turtles and so you can find uh, all around salt lake people have these army helmets that are turtles um that are awesome anyway and he took the end of some giant machine. I don't even know what it was, some bomb head or something. I don't know what it is. And he put it on casters and it's this giant rolling uh, bonfire pit. So we always share it with our neighbors and roll it around. It's awesome. So we're just going to have a big bonfire, cook some marshmallows. I mean, no one's invited, but it is. We're going to celebrate and scare the witches away. So summer will will join us. I like it. So That's that, so awesome. Yeah. So it's just a, it's just a made up ritual now in our family and we're blaming it on the swedes right but like you can find anything to make an event or or ritualize it a little bit yeah um that can make things feel a little different so like i have a running joke with 
um, Abe, Abe is being much nicer. Our pandemic is weirdly very good for a 14 year old boy. I'm mm. very confused by this, but yeah. he is like so nice now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, yeah. but anyway, it's been great. And, and so we just have rituals of like when he finally drags himself upstairs to have lunch or whatever. And I say, how's school? Good. Right. Right. We check in and, yeah. and then I do this fake, I'm mad at you voice. And then I get his attention and then I hug him and tell him he's great. And it's just this joke because I don't have to get mad at him anymore, yeah. but I don't want him to forget the voice. Right. <laughs> right. So it's just a stupid running ritual. And and that may sound like, well, what is that supposed to be doing for my mental health? Well, it's funny. Okay. It's funny to us. And it's, it's something we do now where, and, and that's true of all sort of stability for especially families is we do a thing. Together we make this thing. We do this thing. On Fridays we do this thing. It's it's maybe creating a little more of those that are simple. Mm -hmm. But we always go on a walk on Saturday. We have pancakes on Sunday morning or whatever it might be. That may be a thing you can implement that that can be a form of grounding and some self-care. So there's a there are a couple options. Obviously, a hot bath and a bowl of popcorn still work, mm -hmm. but like mm -hmm. what what you need to do each individually maybe because of your family circumstances or, you know, it may be that you just need to regularly um, call people that you haven't had the time to call before. And that's going to do wonders for them and for you. So my homework to everyone is to find a couple things and then, and do them because enduring and hoping this is all going to magically be over is, you know, th this is tricky. And I think people are running out of their expectations were set for May 1st mm -hmm. and, we're hitting that with 60,000 dead in the United States. And that's, you know, some models showed that that's what the fear was at the end of the summer. Yeah. But that's where we are now. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, we've got to figure out how to alter our expectations a little bit, but also like ground ourselves in the life that we currently do have and absorb some of those good moments. What's tricky is it's, <laughs> it's weirdly uh, slow and fast at the same time, right? Yeah. So on the one hand, all these factors, you can't see it. Uh, you have to trust in people, and that is uh, people around you, people in authority. And then there, there are bad actors in all of that who are going to tell you other things. So you have to try to decide who's telling you the right thing and who's not telling you the right thing. You can't see it. It's slow in terms of it's going away, but it's sure fast as it's ripping through society. And yeah. it does not give two craps who you are, who you voted for, mm -hmm. where yeah. you work. It doesn't care. It mm -hmm. just doesn't freaking care. And you can try all you want to align it, the story and the narrative to the side you want to be on or whatever your narrative is, but it still just doesn't give a crap. And I think this is why it feels so unique and new to so many people, because for a hundred years, we haven't had this, not this level. And people say, wow, flu kills this many people a year, but it doesn't kill that many people in a month, okay? It doesn't, mm -hmm. it doesn't take out 60,000 people in a month, it, uh, and, it's, and that sort of thing spreads over time, and you know, it's just different. It just is freaking different. And yeah. so yeah. everyone's trying to wrap their head around it and say, well, no, it's not different, but no, it is different. And then, well, is it or isn't it? And you start getting this, all the philosophical questions in your head, and it just is complicated. And There's a, there's a great how, uh, example. Oh, so go ahead, bro. Oh, I was just going to say, I love how John Oliver described uh, the flu versus uh, Corona. He said, um, it's like comparing Jeffrey Dahmer to O.J. Simpson. Yeah, not saying that O.J. Simpson <laughs> is good, but he didn't even do enough to fill Jeffrey Dahmer's vegetable uh, tray. <laughs> right. 
that's that's one way that's of putting pretty, it, I suppose. That I can, is so cool. I like the whole like uh, you know, imagine going. What's it like? Uh, all right, you go to a movie, and you have normal numbers of people, and so you have enough bathrooms to deal with it when everyone gets out of the movie. But if you suddenly triple quadruple the size of people available to see your movie you're going to run out of stalls in the bathroom and you're going to have some problems like you're just going to overwhelm the system you know that's yeah, just people it. really need to play some roller coaster tycoon to understand yeah dude that's actually not a bad idea there's that good lo- the training there are good logistics lessons in that thing that actually might yes, help some people are. it's not a, not a bad suggestion but but yeah i guess i guess i say all that just because you know we're talking about this phase and this phase is it's just aggravating because you can't see it. And it is it. aggravating. And and I think there's a big, I mean, I'm sorry to harp on this point, but I just crave, I crave someone who's an adult being in charge and making everyone feel better. Like, why sure. can't that exist? Because there's, there's interesting uh, history with smallpox, right? So if anyone's, you know, born and still alive in their 70s, 80s, depending on where they lived in the country, they probably still have a scar of where they got their smallpox vaccination. And there's these two stories, one in Milwaukee where the government, essentially the governor, I don't know who made this decision, but it was essentially that the rich were allowed to quarantine uh, at home. Yeah. And if you were poor, you were round up and like arrested and forced to do certain things. And nobody likes to be forced to do anything. And inequity is a, a very... So as much as Americans don't want to be bossed around, we also don't want things to be unfair. Like at our core, that's another one of our values. Right. Um, and and so this, it was a nightmare. Like that, first of all, the, the death rate, the, the transmission rate, the, I mean, problem after problem, the thing was a living nightmare. And then you can look at other parts of the country that handled it very differently. New York City being a, a good example of they, no one got any privilege. And people had to wait hours and hours and hours in line to get their smallpox vaccination. Didn't matter if you're rich or poor, yeah. because the system served everyone equally. And and they've even found people, you know, who, they're proudly showing their scars and talking about them standing in line to get that because they felt like it was their duty and it was a, a gift to be helping other people and themselves. And they were in it together. That like the golden hour was captured. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's so it's frustrating. And wherever you may live. You're going to have a governor saying one thing and you might feel differently or you may be feeling like this needs to be over. And the governor is like, nope. And I mean, we're going to we're going to see we're going to see what happens because Japan opened cities too quickly. And man, did they pay the price? And, you know, Italy has it's uh, we have lessons we can learn other places. And yeah, I mean, Russia's, they, yeah, they may Russia's be- behind us now. And so Russia, I don't know, they should be paying attention to us <laughs> like this we should be learning but we'll see i guess we'll find out yeah i mean there there are you know geographic differences and and pollution or uh, population differences aside and those are you know some of those factors do make differences i'm not denying that but there right. are certainly lessons to be learned there and you could argue they were hap- lesson, lessons were happening in real time in february and march and we were not paying attention or as much as we could have and mm-hmm. yeah here's hoping we i don't know we don't do anything stu- really stupid, you know. Just mm-hmm. maybe a little less stupid. That's what I'd. That like. would be. Let's all vote for a little less stupid. A little yeah. less then, stupid. Yeah, yeah. that should be somebody's. Uh, whatever Joe's doing, that that needs to be his new. 
Yeah, a little less stupid. Listen, that's what we all think already. It's just a little less stupid. Just a little less stupid. That's great. Biden, it'll be like Biden, Warren, just a little less stupid, except Warren, who's really smart. Or whoever you end up picking. Right, exactly. Whoever you pick is ready. I forgot to picture this, and I I completely forgot about this. Came back from a bike ride yesterday, and on this last stretch I go through, when I get off the path, I go through this neighborhood that is um, an elderly neighborhood. Not, Not quite assisted living, but it's it's targeted like towards retirement, yeah. Right, retirement uh, uh, neighborhood, exactly. Yeah. And um, I usually walk past a thousand people who aren't wearing masks and all, you know, walking down. This time, um, the street went right between a bunch of people who were kind of all in their driveways, all in in chairs, and with little cardboard like lids, box lids in their laps. And then there was mm-hmm. a person sitting at a table. Like they were selling lemonade, but they had like a thing of Mott's apple sauce, individual packets of Mott's apple sauce. I'm yeah. thinking, oh, maybe they're doing some sort of fundraiser thing. And then as I approach, I hear them say stuff like, I-19, I-19. And everybody <laughs> looks down at their cardboard lid. So apparently, like they divvied out bingo cards and were playing driveway bingo in this like six house <laughs> radius um <laughs> around is the greatest thing ever. That's pretty like, great. Yeah. I mean, really yeah, cool. And they all had a lot of them had masks on. So it was good to see. That is good. Yesterday, I thought yeah. I was coming upon a massacre because Kim and I were out walking the dog or just had left and we noticed the park had a ton of people in it. And I went, What is this fresh hell? What are you doing? And I thought, Oh no, some kind of, pr- you know, protest or I didn't know what it was. Uh, we get around the corner and I noticed, Oh, they've all got masks on and they're all standing six to 10 feet apart and they all have dogs. And what it was is some local vet uh, lady decided to mm-hmm. just throw together and um, uh, quickly planned, but you know, let people know about it on Facebook or whatever. Dog free dro- dog training thing out in this big yard or out in this big park, and everybody held to the standards. But they got to go out and train some of their dogs to be better dogs. And this lady sort of trained everybody. They all had masks on. It was, it was nice. It was nice to see. You can figure yeah. it, you can do these things, man. It doesn't have to be That's just awesome. you curled up yeah. on a couch with Cheeto dust on your face. You can do you can do more. You can do that later too. You can do both. You can you do both. Can do Why, not both? Both? Why not both? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Wendy, I, I, once again, we've we've uh, we're right here in, in the moment when uh, when we need us the most, or we need you the most, I guess. Um, uh, anything uh, going on in your world you want to mention? Uh, yeah, real steps. We're almost done with this round. We're going to do another round in August. Um, so hopefully all of life is normal then and you'll be ready to do real steps. Uh, yeah, so we're going to do another round in August. So we're finishing up this last week and um, it's been awesome. We have a really good group and they're just so cool. And we've, we've kind of been a little bit of a support group for pandemic life too. It's been good. Yeah. Yeah. So realsteps.org, go put your name on a list and we will send you information and um, we're going to do another round in August. So that's, that's what's going on. That is awesome. Check it out. Realsteps.org. Uh, Wendy Dunford. You're also, I've been telling people, I've been using your name on Twitter as I've been doing things and people are like, wow. She's the smartest one here. And I'm like, why? And it goes, because she hasn't used Twitter in 700 and something days. That's amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> well, she's the smart one. So I, I listen, I will, I will look at Twitter through my, like the internet, like not my account or whatever, every once in a while. Cause I'm like, I don't want anyone to find me. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. I get it. Cause there's some very funny things there. I mean, it's a, it's a, 
it's a mixed bag that place yeah it can be but uh but anyway uh it's good having you on as always our best of the family and it's nice to hear your 14 year old is being kind i I know so nice all right take care guys thanks bye now see ya all right that was good good stuff today that was good yeah Hey, I got a quick uh, reminder about that art class. I mentioned it earlier. It's this Saturday at frogpants.com slash art class for all the details. The actual stream will be at frogpants.tv. We'll put it on YouTube after for people who are in weird hours. Uh, we totally get that, so don't worry about that. Uh, Carter and I will be there doing the uh, curriculum we think is is fun and cool and going to keep your kids entertained. It won't be boring. I can promise you that. And uh, all you need is paper and pencils or crayons or whatever you got. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. Something to write or draw with and something to draw on. Yep. If you've got a tablet, great. That's cool too. We don't care. Uh, all the way, you can be a cave, you can be a caveman with a piece of chalk and a, and a wall. That's fine too. Whatever you got, we'll accept you. Also, a quick email from Allie who says, hey, friends. Oh, Brian, she says we're Aww. friends. Aww. How's it make I consider you feel? Allie a friend too. I, yeah. don't, I don't know her, but I, I don't know you either, but I, f- I feel like she's, I feel like Allie could be an ally. anyway she says hey friends just wanted to give you a massive thank you for continuing the morning stream i am a nurse currently working in a covid unit and it's been really tough on me emotionally i haven't seen my family in weeks because i don't want to get them exposed you all have been a bright spot during this truly dark time and i just wanted to say thank you for giving me some laughs well ali uh that is 100 our pleasure and be careful out there and uh so sorry to hear that you haven't been able to see your family but i hope for you, this is shorter than longer, and you get to be back with them soon. Uh, thank you for what you're doing. Oh yeah, man! Like it's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy for people to go. <sighs> we have to be careful because some people are like, "Oh, the true heroes is is that Uber Eats guy that just brought me my sandwich." And it's easy to <laughs> it's easy to say that and mean it, mm. but it's also easy to make it seem romanticized or overly done and i don't think they love that they're doing a, they're they're doing a job that they have to do that they will do and that is hazardous and we just it just needs to be the proper respect and not just us saying it you know what i mean i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know why oh, i'm yeah, saying yeah. that or what cool. to do to make it different but i just i don't know well you're, you're already doing it you're leaving uh bottles of water that the ups guy can wash his hands with and then put back yeah. so you guys are doing that <laughs> because you know there are people who are just sitting around going oh those brave but they're really not it's just it's what are those words called when you just say well, platitudes they're just platitudes, platitudes. i and, mean i think the the, the you know the the frontline healthcare workers are being brave because they're oh they're potentially exposing themselves to the same thing yeah but yeah i mean the uber eats driver he's he's uh probably you know not as uh not as put in danger as the uh <laughs> as the yeah pro- um, probably not but my point is those who are talking about any of them if you mean it, I don't know what you can do. I'm, 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 I'm at a loss sometimes what to do to say thanks to these people. Just either, tip but... them well. It's all you got to just tip them. Give them good tips. All right, there, there you go. You go. Uh, all right, that's it for today's show. Tip your thanks, server. thanks for being here. We uh, do not have a PM tomorrow, but we do have a play date tomorrow. Ooh. That's uh, Friday at one PM. That'll be a two-hour play date. One to three. Is that two hours? Yeah, one to three. One to three. Uh, <laughs> we'll be playing Jackbox games with you, the listeners and uh, patrons, as well as just regular old folks. So come on over here to the uh, the live channel and check us out. That'll be tomorrow, twitch.tv slash frogpants. For everything else you're looking for or the reasons why we're able to do that stuff, go to patreon.com slash TMS. Your support is much needed at this time. Thank you for it. 
And if you haven't done it, consider it. It doesn't take much uh, to kind of get us where we need to be. So patreon.com slash TMS. Find all the details there. For everything else, you'll find us at frogpants.com slash, you guessed it, TMS. All right. That's going to do it for us. We should play a song. Do you have one? I have one. Keaton wrote in and said, hey there, scrumptious and bodacious. I'm requesting a song in honor of my 27th birthday on May 1st. Back in 2011, I'd gotten a new job with a lot of extra listening time. So I asked my WoW Guild for suggestions on new podcasts. They recommended I listen to our Guild Leaders WoW show. I tried it out and it was terrible. So I immediately Google searched for the other WoW podcasts and came across the instance and the rest is history. TMS is part of my daily audio diet with my midweek celebration of the instance and weekend dessert of film sack. I can't believe how time has flown and how much Frog Pants has been a constant source of good feelings throughout the years. Thank you both for all you do. That makes me very happy to hear that. It does. Thanks, Keaton. Thanks. Uh, Keaton wanted to hear any Jim Croce song. He's one of my feel-good artists. Even when it's a sad song, it sounds so good from him being a 9-11 dispatcher or a 911 dispatcher, I guess is how you pronounce that. Yep. I could use all the feel good I can get, especially these days. Um, very cool. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going right into that. Jim Croce, uh, great. He seems to write songs about bad people, right? Mm-hmm. You get your your bad, bad Leroy Brown. Um, you get your, uh, your Jim. You don't mess around with Jim. That's actually who we're going to be focusing on. You don't mess around with Jim. Covered by the band Poison. Back in 2007, they released a uh, cover album called Poisoned, mm. and uh, on it they included this cover of Jim Croce's You Don't Mess Around With Jim. Here's Poison. Hey! Come on now, everyone, sit down shut up a minute. Give me a chance to talk. It's my turn. Red Uptown got its hustlers, and the Barrett got its bones.
Of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. The genital areas are evil or taboo.